Bueller, 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 Bueller. Wake up! Good morning! Terry Wilson, he's going to throw. Conrad! Touchdown, Kentucky! Touchdown, Kentucky! <laughs> Victory, Kentucky! Like, give your fans what they want, you dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. They Rubbish! There's buggers over here. <laughs> Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron Harrison beyond belief. We did it. We beat those British We bastards. beat the British. Suck it, Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeeding. Just wild. Like, that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable... What an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20, 10, 5, touchdown, Kentucky. Jesus, Rash, get it together. Yeah, it's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Hello, everybody. Happy Tuesday to you, December 20th, 2022. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen. Hope you're having a great start to your day. Roush, how you doing? I'm doing well. Doing well. Ready to enjoy some potatoes today because it is Potato Bowl Day, a national holiday uh, that we all observe uh, diligently at the Roush House. I hope you enjoy your potatoes today because it is Potato Bowl Day. Uh, who's playing in the Potato Bowl? Justin Kalins fighting emus from Eastern Michigan. Chris Crane in the factory coming to Boise. And are they playing somebody? I don't know who they're playing, but I'm on them. So that, ex- that excited about the game. Well, well Eastern Michigan, they're going to win. Hammer them. San Jose uh, they, State Spartans. They, uh, <laughs> Eastern Michigan climbed to the top of a mountain and, like, built a snowman, and they put a wrench in his hand just, like, for a photo op. It's like a bowl outing. I bet you won't have the San Jose State Spartans doing no, that. No, they're not. They're not Eastern tough. Yeah, that's, I mean, it's not a, it's not a, a great game. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. could be fun, though. Could be. Could be. Probably not, but could be. You never know. It's not impossible. Get an exciting finish. Have uh, the fries dumped on the coach after the oh, game. Oh, that's great. One of the more excellent trophies in all of sports. Scoots, how are you? I am really good. I woke up to some money this morning. Oh. I uh, did the thing last night where I live bet the game, the Packers game, 35 and a half. I bet the total. Meant Totally meant to bet the under because it was 3-3 three to three at the time. And I was like, there's no way this game goes over 35 and a half. Woke up this morning. Turns out I bet the over. Wow. And he scored 36. Matching so, the wrong buttons. It's beautiful. Pretty pretty pumped. Yeah, that's great. Congrats. Thanks. Green Bay gets the win. Don't don't count out the Packers just yet. Don't let Green Bay get hot. I'll, I'll, I'll count out the Packers. If they beat the Dolphins, I think that uh, Big they're probably uh, – their last two games are the Vikings and Lions at home – not easy games, but with it being at Green Bay, certainly winnable games. So, got to go on the road, beat Miami on Christmas Day, and do that. And then you're probably a decent chance maybe to win out and get in the playoffs. I'm, 
I'm getting my hopes up. I'll just oh, say there we go. He's back. Uh, All the way back. At least I'll have a game. Like, last night, I, for the first time in a little while, I was pretty excited for a Green Bay game. And I hate when they play on prime time on Sunday or Monday nights just because it's a whittle too wait for whittle old me. Um, but I stayed up, no big deal. Maybe dozed off once, but woke up. The fourth quarter was a little, um, you know, no points. So, yeah. None at all? No points. Hmm. Really could have used some. Well, it was what it was. Uh, yeah, they, they it, it was not. I uh, think uh, one more Baker Mayfield touchdown, and I had a, a shot to win my game, Scoots, but it wasn't meant to be. But I was excited yeah. about it, and now I get to mm-hmm. be excited about another game, so... And then if they lose Sunday, it's all over at that point. And, okay, the final two weeks will be kind of meaningless for the most part. But that's all right. For a bad season, at least I'm being shrung along a little bit. It's all you could want as a fan. It's uh, To get shrung, get shrung along. It's going to be very odd having games on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. Multiple NFL games. It's happened in our lifetimes before. Yeah, but I don't... I don't know if they did the Christmas Eve, though. Did they? I remember specifically one Christmas Eve where it was just a NFL bonanza. Now, what year this was, I don't know. But it was when I was in Paoli, so it's it's been a, probably it's been several years. But Actually, come to think of it, I do remember having to get on the desktop computer to help my cousin check his fantasy team because he was in the playoffs. And it was, you know, late in the year. Stuff was going. So I guess it is just a once every couple years sort of yeah, deal. It's, it, yeah. it's, you know, it, I don't, I guess somebody could do the math for it, but every six, seven years or something like that, every, yeah. every, you get it every so often where this lines up this way. Oh, it's, it's definitely happened because I go to my grandma's on Christmas Eve and she is so against sports and we can't ever turn them on. Whoa. Yeah. It's tough. Me- I was actually really upset last night when I saw that there was games on Saturday. I was like, oh, won't be able to watch them. Excellent. Hmm. She's all about family, playing cards and stuff. That's fun, though. That's yeah. more fun than fun. And yeah. you can you always say, just check the, f- the phone every once true. in a while. Yeah. Do you ever say, oh, Grossmutter? Doesn't no. mean grandma? No. In German? No, Oma means grandma in German. Do you ever say, Oma? <laughs> what did you look up to get Grossmutter? German grandma names. <laughs> Oma is the informal. German yeah. name for grandmother. I'm not going to call my grandma is formal. The more, is the more formal term. <laughs> I figured you'd be pretty formal with Oma. No. Oh. No. We we have a very informal relationship. You tell Oma they played an NFL game in the motherland. They did. Yeah. yeah, and it was a huge success. Everybody yeah. loved it. So wonder, wonder if she watched. I bet she probably did, <laughs> knowing Oma. Yeah, the wife's family, who... I love. I feel like you have to preface it, although it should, yes, it you, should go you, without prefacing. Love so much. They're they're not big like, hey, while we're eating or talking, have the TV on, but they're nice enough to allow it for the people in the crowd that do want it on. Now, is this like formal just, sit down dinner, or is this sitting is just, around with the TV on in the background, just hanging out? Like the formal dinner specifically, but even maybe just with the like opening gifts. You, like they, they, their instinct would be to go turn the TV off. They're nice enough to not do it now. Maybe we'll mute it, but yeah, the the you got to have it on this year. It's just it's, there's gonna be too much action. Yeah, it's background. That's maybe I'll background. try. Maybe I'll try the muted thing. See if that flies. We had some NFL games on Christmas Day last year because the Packers beat the Browns. 
and that was a good time. It was a good time. NFL on Christmas Day, much better than NBA on Christmas Day. Oh, shots fired. Yeah, suck at NBA. I think NBA on Christmas Day is good, but like NBA going up against the NFL any day of the week, it's not as good. So, yep. yeah, I'd much rather have football. Yeah, and like I, one of my buddies, he, he would be talking about, oh, we got this game and this game, and I'm just like, you know, I might watch for five minutes, but yeah, I'd rather watch a Christmas movie than NBA on Christmas Day. Mm-hmm. Just not my cup of tea, but... Uh, it is exciting though. Only five, five more days. A couple more sleeps left. I, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty fired up too because we got a, a little taste of what it's going to be like to have Christmas with a toddler, and uh, we're doing the gift exchange with my wife's family this weekend. And Duke picked out his gifts for his cousins, and still was like jumping up and down, cheering when they opened it. So I'm, this is going to be so much fun. Why was he jumping up and down? Because he was just fired up, like monster trucks. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, he and he knew what it was. We had to tell him like seven times going in. Don't tell him it's monster trucks. Don't tell him it's monster trucks. And we're like, okay, what are you gonna say? And he practiced, and we're like, all right, one more time. What are you gonna say? Hey, you want to open your monster trucks? <laughs> he did not. He actually did when when it came to crunch time. He bit his tongue. He did not. Nice. He did not spoil it. Um, but yeah, he he's had a lot of fun with his monster trucks. He got some monster trucks of his own. We were racing them last night. Um, so it's uh, yeah, gonna be gonna be a lot of fun. Really exciting. Fun to have a a little one around. This will be the first time that like he gets the full. He he he's aware of the Santa experience and kind of you know once. Dad, help me open this present. I just want to see. Just come on, just get it started. Like, okay, I'll get it started. You you finish unwrapping it. Why don't you Why don't you tell Scoots what it's like to see Christmas through a toddler's eye? Well, he's about the size of one. He would know. Oh my goodness gracious, <laughs> Scoots, you shouldn't take that. I I can only imagine what. Not it's, during the holiday season. It's it's fine. It really is fine. Um, but I can only imagine what it's like to see Christmas through a kid's eyes, especially your own kid. Like that's. Well, I mean, we did the nephews, don't you? We, yeah, and we did the thing on Saturday where we went to my mom's and opened presents, and it was just—it's so awesome. They, they get so excited until they don't. My my nephews are at the age where they—if they get a gift they don't like, they are not very good at hiding it. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, I, I wanted this. I wasn't very good at. I've been. I was one of those kids, unfortunately. Yeah. I regret that. So we had to have a talking with them. Like, it's, come on, y'all, just be grateful. Well, I feel like everybody has like a year or two where they just kind of. Or you know, it's it's their no. I don't want to say their way or the highway, but you know, you're you're expecting something, then it's close. Yeah, big day, big emotions. Yeah, some 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 kids don't handle it. Yeah, uh, it's just a lot of emotions. All, all that great. Okay. Yeah, this will be uh, probably we'll say this every Christmas for the next several, but will be the most that I've probably been excited about for a while, just from nieces, nephews, my own kid being mm-hmm. more with it. But then next year it'll even be more, more so, right? And, right. And the next year the more so, and so so, and so forth. So yeah, I'm pumped. Should be a good time. Should be a great time. Got a few more days. Nobody's working this week, and especially, you know, I like talking about weather on Kentucky Roll Call, especially with the weather that's coming. Have you all seen what's what's brewing oh, yeah. at the end of this we, week? We got oh, some yeah. uh, uh, North Pole coming to visit us. No kidding. It probably will be a white Christmas because. The snow that's going to come on Thursday and then some on Friday 
will not be going anywhere because it's going to be a bajillion degrees below zero and we're all going to freeze. A low of negative three on Thursday, high of 47. That's just your normal 50 degree temperature change within the day. You see it all the time. All the time. And then Friday, high of nine, low of four. This is in uh, this is in Jeffersonville, but I'm sure the numbers aren't too I'm, different. I'm showing negative three on Friday. Saturday, high of 14, low of six. And then we finally start to heat up on Sunday with a high of 21 and a low of 12. But the Thursday is going to be wild because we're getting it's going to get to like mid 40s and we're going to get some rain and then they have that temperature drop coming in. I read all about it. Lewis is going to freeze mm-hmm. and the flash rain's going to freeze. Yeah, it's going to flash freeze. And then so that's not going to be good. Then the snow's going to come in on top of it. They they also say it's going to be sort of an icy mix, but that's going to freeze. Then the snow's going to come in and it's just going to be a a disaster. And then Friday, there's going to be some like light snow showers, but it's going to be super windy. So it's just going to like snow's going to be whipping up. And they're just, they said, they said if you're planning on driving Thursday or Friday, reconsider. But hopefully, maybe they'll be able to get it all figured out by Saturday. See, aren't you glad we took Friday off now? Yeah. Well, it doesn't matter for you guys, but I don't want to drive in that. That's true. Aren't you, aren't you glad you... Well, hopefully by Saturday and Sunday they get it all figured out because I'm sure more people will be hitting the roads yeah. on those days for travel than Thursday and Friday. But yeah, not looking not looking good for the end of the week, but it's really going to make you feel like Christmas. A white Christmas, which that's always a fun... Uh, mm-hmm. You ever seen that one? Movie? No, you know. Don't, not, well, Bing Crosby? I don't think I have. Classic bunch of uh, big dance numbers? That's no. fun. Yeah, it's pretty fun. The 1954 classic? Oh, yeah. <laughs> They did it in, uh, I forget what the big thing is. They're like, shot in something vision. And it was like the first real big uh, color picture. Uh, that's why they're all, like, they, they really go over the top of the colors because they're using that new technology. It's pretty great. Yeah, it's good. I mean, it's not, like, actually great, but it is a nice little nostalgic itch. I like to scratch every once in a while. Yeah, is there any Christmas movies or maybe a Christmas song or something that you have not watched yet that is on your must get must view before the holidays get here? Hmm. Like we haven't watched Four Christmases yet. Yeah, we'll, we'll I haven't seen we'll, that one. That's we'll a definitely good one. be watching that. Hannah always likes watching Christmas Story, but I think she has to watch it on like Christmas Eve or Christmas Day. I forget which one it is. I haven't watched so that one yet she'll, either. She'll she'll want to do that one. Watched Home Alone this weekend. Home Alone we've had on in the background, which it's kind of like this is what happened. This happens during Halloween season too, where sometimes we'll have a movie where it's like, all right, sit down, we're turning it on, we're watching it, and then sometimes other movies are just like, we'll have it on in the background, and then that kind of checks the box for that season. Unfortunately, I think Home Alone is going to be that that sort of deal, where it's just we've had it on in the background a lot. Christmas Vacation, we have not. So that Christmas Vacation and Four Christmases, I've got to get those two in before the end of uh, the Christmas Christmas Vacation is on, they have it on HBO Max, so you don't have to just watch it on AMC. That's good. And that's much, because like getting the the whole Clark Griswold rant, Mm -hmm. where's the the aspirin? You know, like that's, that's not as good filtered through an uh, AMC thing. 
Like like some of the lines, like Cousin Eddie, you know, when it's full, you can't say that on TV. So you got to you got to get sure. the unedited version. Yeah, I didn't know. I didn't know it was on HBO. That's good. That is good to know. So we'll get we'll get those crossed off. What about what about you all? Anything? Uh, the Nutcracker? Any any Christmas holiday traditions? I actually have uh, been really more so than last year, very proactive on the Christmas content. That's uh, good. In fact, I would say I haven't watched as many baking shows as I would probably like to. Um, but I did watch, they did a Murderville uh, Christmas special, Who Killed Santa, which is oh, no. pretty fun. With uh, What happened to Santa? That's the the improv show with uh, Will Arnett, and they brought Jason Bateman and Maya Rudolph on, and uh, it's pretty funny. It was, it was a good, like, you know, 45 minutes, hour sort of deal. Was it a whodunit? Yeah, yeah. Did you figure out who had done it? I did not figure out who had done it. Nah. Uh, I know. I, I, I got, Must have been I was, tough if you couldn't get it. I was thinking too many steps ahead to mm. try to figure it out. Which, That's... by the way, same thing. We did our murder mystery party a couple of weeks ago, and I was the ultimate, like, well, a lot of, like, a lot of people wrote my name down. I was a very obvious <laughs> uh, candidate to write it down. Yeah, but, but it's I'm... never the person you most suspect. I know, and that was the thing, is I was trying to get to the next level, and it wasn't one of the money men. It turns out it was some uh, actress... Who uh, the 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 person knew that they did uh, adult films in a past life and didn't want to be told. Most unsuspecting person that was there. Oh heavens! Yeah, yeah. It's never who you most suspect, but it's also never who you least suspect. So it's always who you most medium. And that's what I tried to go for. It was actually the one I least suspected this time. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah, Uh, really threw me for a loop. M Night Shyamalan twist there (laughs) on the old game. (laughs) Anyway, Scoots, do you have anything? No. Christmas movies? Not really. Have you put the stockings up yet? Nope. I don't decorate. Although, I discovered old-time pottery a couple weeks ago, so next year I'll decorate. What's old-time pottery? Oh, it's amazing. It's like the cheapest home store you can find. Their prices are out of control. So I went there and got a couple rugs. How much are they paying you for this ad? They're not. But I went there and got a couple rugs and for my house, and I was looking at the prices, and I was like, what? Rugs are this cheap? I would have bought some years ago. <laughs> no, you just went to the discount store. Exactly. Yeah. Is it the one on uh, East Lewis and Clark Parkway? It is. You yeah. can call them at... <laughs> <laughs> Better not. <laughs> Best just go in. Uh, if you ever want to <laughs> run into Scoots at Old Town Pot- Pottery. <laughs> uh, we didn't know what that was, Scoots. I don't... No, no, I wasn't giving you grief. I honestly thought it could have been... Because my wife watches a pottery show. Like a competition show. I thought, like, maybe you were wanting to catch up on this show. Maybe Speak- they did some Christmas yeah, stuff. I also thought maybe it was something like that he was going to start making his own pottery or something. Speaking of watching, Roush, you give me crap for watching trashy TV all the time, and you're mad that you haven't gotten to watch many baking shows. Oh, well, like, we, we've had this conversation all the time. Christmas baking shows are great. Holiday baking shows? That's, but So I see that as trashy TV. Oh, no. It's, it's good. The one, yeah, I mean, yes, it is. By definition, like just easy, palatable, trash TV, but like it's not all, all, like that's like a fun every once in a while thing that I'll pick up once a year. Like I'm not just going to go home and start watching Swamp People because that's what's (laughs) on. Like yeah, and and Bar Rescue, I enjoy Bar Rescue, but after the show today, if you don't have to go to work, you'll sit in there and you'll watch, uh, what's his name, just yell at people. You're right. Yeah. No, I I think I have some drops to make today. Might do that instead. I'm watching some, uh, uh, a lot of our rescue of him, like, shut it down! <laughs> shut it down! What's his, what's his, John Taffer. There we Taffer. go. Yeah. Yeah. He'd never shut down a Thornton's. Food too good. 
Staff too friendly. Coffee too tasty. Everything is just a fine oiled machine at Thornton's. Pop in one today. Warm up. Get some donuts. Go nuts. Make sure you got plenty of gas in your car too for when this cold weather comes. It's not good for your car to have an empty tank. No. In the cold weather. Yeah. It gets cold. The gas heats it on up. So go on in today as a Refreshing Rewards member. You'll save time. You'll save money. We love Thornton's. You do also. All right. Uh, let's, we're going to take a break, I guess. Good stopping point here as we have successfully talked nonsense to start the show. Yes. Woohoo! Nonsense. But on a day that Roush guaranteed commitments, there were none. Wow. So Roush comes back, tells us what went wrong. Back on my face. And moves the goalpost to today? Probably tomorrow. That would be exciting. But don't. But I mean, yeah, we're, gotta, down, we're down to two days. Like there's it could be, one of two days. It, it, it's it's, it's got to be one of them. A day. Maybe. Or maybe not. You'll have to come back and find out. Roush said you definitely don't want to miss this. When we return here on Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio, TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Gay. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call. The only thing I've learned in the last two hours is that American men love drinking beer, pee too often, and have trouble getting erections. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. Okay. 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen here on your Tuesday. Appreciate you spending it along with us. It's an exciting time of the year. Uh, not all that many people are all that excited about basketball right now. But the good news is there is football news. Fast and yeah. furious. And it sounds like UK is going to have a – you can either have – well, I'm – I think maybe there's another category to this. We can we can workshop this as we go on. But you can have good signing days. You can have bad signing days. Every, things can kind of just go as planned, which usually kind of lean towards good signing days, all things considered. Uh, but this is going to be, I think, a good surprising signing day for UK. Yeah. it's um, There's more decisions happening than I would probably like uh, on signing day. Ideally, would have liked to get some of the transfers. Just go ahead and have your day a little early, which they still could. Um, from my understanding, uh, part of the holdup is for video and paperwork purposes. So, which sounds like I would just get it done, get it over with. But you know, people are working; they're trying to get things done. So I don't know that some of the transfer portal decisions could happen today. Uh, but most likely on Wednesday, which will just be, uh, could be up to like five new players. You could be busy tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. So I've got, I've got some, I've got a lot of the, the posts ahead of time ready to, to rock and roll. Um, but yeah, yeah, it should be exciting. Uh, one player 
like that I, I think folks should be pretty excited for on the signing day edition. Jamirian Wilcox. Uh, if you haven't watched that guy's tape yet, go just Jamirian Wilcox huddle. Uh, he has a run. I mean, he's he's kind of a smaller guy, right? He's only 5'10". Rushed for 2,000 yards at a big high school in Georgia. And he's a home run threat, TJ, but there's this run he has where you just lose him in the pile. Like, you, I'm just like, where, where where is this guy? And then all of a sudden, like, just he just pokes free, right? Like, and then runs 30 more yards. It's crazy. Like, he he has one of the, he's one of those low runners, really powerful. Uh, they can just run away from people. He's a really talented running back who was once committed to Georgia Tech, decommitted. Clemson wanted him. Kentucky was like, no, 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 no. Surged ahead after an official visit. Auburn tried to get him on campus for an official visit this weekend. Instead, he hosted Jay Bulware for an official visit on Sunday. He was rocking a UK hoodie. So, a significant recruiting win. A guy that rose up the rivals' rankings. They now consider him the ninth-ranked running back in the country, top 150 player overall. So, uh, yeah, he's he's pretty pretty talented. Uh, I'm. <laughs> That that one, I, I was a little, I wasn't sure all the way about him, TJ. But when I started seeing, like, okay, this dude can play with some physicality about him, because like, I've seen the speedsters from Georgia before, uh, you know, like Travis Tisdale. He he ended up, I mean, he didn't even do much at Valdosta State or whatever. Couldn't withstand the blow. This guy, like, no, he he can he can make waves through traffic. So that was uh that was great to see on that highlight tape. Great to see Jay Bulware really make an impact early on the recruiting trail. Uh, uh, talking to some, uh, they they like the kind of uh, gusto he's bringing with him on the recruiting trail. That looks like it was a good, a solid early hire. Well, that's good to hear. What if I told you twenty four seven lists him at five foot seven, not five foot ten? Oh, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. Could be anywhere in between there. That's just kind of wild. You normally will have like an inch or two from maybe website to website, but a 5'7 to 5'10. That's pretty drastic. You're not doing my guy any favors over there at 24'7. 5'7 is, you know, short. That's pretty short. Yeah. Easy, guys. I'm 5'6. You're also not an SEC running back. That's true. true. You're not, a, not yet, at least. You still have some <laughs> still eligibility. Still got time. Left. I definitely have eligibility left. So you never know. But, uh, yeah. no, I'm sure he's probably somewhere in between both those numbers. Yeah. Uh, could have grown since they measured him initially. He could be exaggerating some on the the other one, but uh, no, that's th- good though. That's those are are good teams to be beating folks out for, and uh, running back obviously a position that UK is going to have to kind of hit the reset button on. Maybe do a plug. How what would the Vandy guy? How many would he just have the one year? Yeah, he just has one year. Okay, um, so he plug and play with him. Temple. Yeah. Whenever he decides to commit, man, those that sunglasses tweet he had yesterday, I was like, "Come on, just give us the tweet, just give us the tweet." But um, apparently, he wants to to tweet at the he he wants to share the news at the same time as the quarterback. Twelve days of Christmas goes by faster than this guy's commitment to Kentucky. Get on with it. Get on with it. No, it'll be good news whenever he's ready to do it. Turns out the twelve days of Christmas is just a lot of birds. It's a lot of birds. A lot of very valuable back in the day. So that's good. All right. Uh, you, you'll have that to look forward to. 
It is. It's kind of a nice blend of maybe some high school guys that you're going to get committed, but you're also going to get some of the transfer players. portal guys. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a lot, a lot to get excited about. There, um, there was also some news last night that got me. When I initially saw it, I was like, "What? What?" Um, Jair Hill is a four-star, top 200 quarterback, cornerback from just outside of Chicago, Illinois. And Purdue, Illinois, Michigan have been contenders in that recruitment for a while. Kentucky kind of got in late, but you thought, you know, maybe they have a shot here. He releases finalists. I mean, a couple hours after people started rolling in their predictions for Michigan, he, he, I think he was there over the weekend. But, like, I mean, even your Wilt Falls, pretty much it's unanimously picked that he's going to go to Michigan. He just doesn't have him on the list of his finalists for his decision. You're like, wait. Uh-huh. So what did people say? I saw a lot of people tweeting about that. What, I was what so was, confused. So what was learned behind the scenes? What happened? They're pretty sure it's just like he's just trying to do the whole, like, oh, man, really got you. I think oh, he's trying to do a little pump thing. Which, like, this would be a new way to go about it, right? But there for a moment, I was like... What, just straight up line? Yeah, just, like, messing with him, like, yeah. That's a good one. Everybody thought it was going to be Michigan. No, nope, they're really not got even everybody on that the table. Time. Yeah. yeah. You, didn't, you did something you said you weren't that you weren't doing. It's great. Yeah. But for a second, okay, I was I like, was, maybe was Kentucky just, did something. I knew that you probably had some sort of scuttlebutt, or at least... Because the first thing when something like that happens, we're back in the day working in the business, you probably reach out to like somebody on the Michigan site. Like, what? I thought that you all were, <laughs> right, thought right. that they were locked in with him. And then the Michigan person would probably respond back and be like, dude, just as shocked as you are, I'm working on it ourselves. And then like <laughs> 20, 30 minutes later, you may get a text back. Yeah, they think it may just be a troll, or they still feel good about it for whatever reason. But they're 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 looking into it or something along those lines. So okay, I see what went down here. Boo. Got me. Really got me. But that would have been man. That would have been very funny. And then what everybody wants to know: what's the latest on Devin Leary or Graham Mertz, the quarterback position? So. I got some uh, intel that uh, I, I'm my, my confidence has not wavered. I was a little worried for my guy Adam Luckett because he made a pick on the website and they did like a big graphic like they, Adam Luckett picks I, it. I, I saw that. I was like, whoa, Luckett, big time. I know him. <laughs> Will Ferrell and Elf. It's 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 up, but it is like when you, when you see those graphics, you're like, oh man, guess I'm not just gonna sneak this little prediction in there. Um, yeah, but I got some. In- Initially, I was worried, like, okay, the longer it waits, the more time it gives Auburn to drop something, you know, a bag off, if you will. But even to reinforce what we've heard from the Kentucky side of things, Auburn offered another quarterback yesterday, uh, one of Hugh Freeze's old Liberty guys. And so that kind of, that's pretty telling to me. Yeah, but to be fair, to be fair, UK also brought in Mertz after Leary. Yeah, but they they haven't officially offered like they have you know that hasn't happened. Yeah, I mean I'll I'll take your word for it, but it seems like you'd need to cover your bases perhaps. And I did get the sense it's funny you kind of briefly alluded to it that they could just be a situation. Leary's like, hey, 
Best in, you know, it's like house, the housing market. Best in final offers Tuesday by noon. Yeah. And then, you know, just I'll, I'll take in whatever you all have got for me and, and I'll make an informed decision, let your staffs know later that evening, and we can roll with the graphics department Wednesday morning on signing day for a good old-fashioned hoot nanny. And Kentucky leader in the clubhouse, that's why everybody feels so good about it, but Leary and his family are leaving the door open for other schools to put together their best nil packages. I don't know. I just think the timing of it's a little... Worrisome. Int- not necessarily worrisome, but just are they waiting to have what are the, it seems like they're waiting for another offer and that may sound like a football team's like scholarship offer but no i mean it more in like a nil offer standpoint but who cares they're one and the same for the most part i or it could just be also hey i'm ready to commit uk says we're kind of doing this blitz on Sun on Wednesday, can you just wait till Wednesday and we're gonna have it make make it a big day? I, I think announce multiple commitments, win the day. If they were like, if if that's what it was just coming down to is timing, timing, I would tell them like it's better to do this on Tuesday than on Wednesday. I agree because there's gonna be a lot happening on Wednesday. You'll get lost in the wash. It'll be decommitments, shocking commitments. Somebody's gonna do end up doing something or saying something funny. And it's the high schoolers' You're, day. You'll like, get like a dog involved in a commitment or something. Yeah, Maybe a lot be a bird, baby. Twelve days yeah, of Christmas. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah, Piper's piping. Lots of piping. Mm-hmm. Um. So I, I and. When you do it a little bit earlier, you're the news going into it. You generate a little bit of momentum. You're talking. So uh, I I, think if in an ideal scenario it would happen today versus tomorrow, but uh, at least the folks I talk to at UK are confident that it's going to happen, and I think that's just what matters most, right? If you're a Kentucky fan, like this this whole way, you won't really care as much as long as the, the end result is what you want it to be. Yeah, and – that's all that matters at the end of the day. Uh, the Leary stuff has been interesting. I think it, it'll definitely be worth getting excited about. The The more it's kind of unfolded and more people feel confident about it, the more that I'm probably going to get my hopes up if it ends up not being him. But on the flip side, I've started to just say, all right, well, what could be some of the downsides of some of this? Or what? look at it from all angles. Try to do your, your big J journalist work on, on some of this stuff. Do you have any inside information from UK staff that they that everybody feels great about his injuries and that he's going to be ready to rock and roll and it's not of any major concern? Uh, that I, I do not one way or the other, but I don't think they would be so eager if they were worried about his overall health. They're also going to be quick to dismiss that too, I would think. Yeah, well, I – Probably, but I don't know. I'm just I'm I'm trying to I'm looking at it from like a negative. I'm I'm You're taking I'm to... taking no I'm taking a more negative route, and I'm wondering one could UK actually beat out Auburn in a nil situation, like pound for pound, dollar for dollar? Would UK win that battle? And what we've been led to believe is no. Like if Auburn wanted to offer more money than UK from a football nil side of things, that's going to be tough sliding for UK, and. That's maybe just a cold, hard reality for UK football fans to hear, but it sounds like outside of maybe Texas A&M and a few other places, Auburn has as good as a nil setup as anywhere in the country. So 
that's not even totally discrediting UK. It's just Auburn probably has more than you. Notre Dame most likely has more than than UK. Now, Leary, as far as we know, never was able to get up to South Bend for a visit, which good on him because first impressions go a long way. South Bend doesn't always give out the best the best first impression. But if point is, it seems like if Notre Dame really wanted this guy, why is he go why is he picking UK if these places really wanted him? And that kind of led me back to is there something potentially with the injury that could be keeping them away? Something that with the tape that they're not as crazy about? Because it seemed like Graham Mertz was maybe a hotter commodity from a other schools wanting him standpoint more than Devin Leary. Leary visited Auburn, right? That was true. That did happen. Correct? Yeah, he did visit Auburn. And he visited UK. Oh, which, by the way, so very... You haven't really heard anything else, like any other schools. Well, there's some people at Auburn that are very... um, that are keep holding their hopes up because he supposedly went on a visit uh, to Auburn with his left tackle, who also shares the same agent, who goes by Andy Felterbush. It's not I mean, Did you get got? Somebody put it on message board, and multiple people have ran with it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's where we're at with recruiting right now. Like, that's how crazy people have gotten that they just read that over, and they're like, "Oh my gosh, this left tackle's coming. We got to get him." It was on my, it, It's multiple people have gotten got. Um, and it's very, very amusing to me. Uh, to get back to the original point, though, TJ, that I made the other day, um, the way that uh, Travis Graff, who has been all over this stuff over at House of Blue, is that like this isn't just a who's going to offer the most money, who's the most prolific program kind of decision. His dad's been very thorough in his research and looking at depth charts, et cetera, et cetera, and – the big thing that Kentucky has that other places don't have, they have the NFL offensive coordinator, and then they have the weapons that like the other schools can't match. Kentucky can be competitive in nil for a quarterback. Okay, so it's good to, good to hear. I mean, I thought as much, but I did. You know, there is a pecking order to this. Right, right. They they can be competitive, um, like sometimes and. And I think that's the the part of the nil stuff where a lot of the driving forces, the 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 people complaining about stuff, they worry about the kind of trickle down, right? Like losing out on uh, a middle tier guy or a low force, you know, like the fourth or fifth option. They've got enough money for their their hot commodities right now. Their 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 must gets. They can be competitive there, so um, they're competitive enough in nil, and then schematically. And weapons-wise, like the, he'll probably have the the best receivers he's ever played with on the team next year, if he comes to Kentucky. Yeah, and that's that's good to hear, and that's that'd make me feel warmer and fuzzier inside. If you did just come out and say like, no, UK has a better better setup, better offer than Auburn, than Notre Dame, and it's just where he wanted to be, that'd be pretty cool to hear. Um, the, the flip side and kind of where I think if you wanted to take more of a negative side is 
there's injury concerns with this guy. And if you actually break into his numbers, it's not he, – he really loaded up against some of the better, worst teams on his schedule, and, and, and they real, Auburn realized maybe they could get somebody better. Notre Dame realized they could potentially get somebody better. I'm glad to hear that's not the case. But I at least wanted to bring it up just so I could feel better about it. So it's good. Good. Um, did you see that Grayson McCall might end up at Florida? I did. It's a trendy little picture. And I, I read also that people at Auburn thought he could go to Auburn. And then that mm. the, the issue with Auburn is it was a grades thing. Yeah, that's I, – I, I love it that we're talking like people are getting like maybe multi-million dollar nil deals, but like, oh, mm. your, grades. your, your 2.3 GPA is not going to be good enough for our academic bestiality. Yeah, yeah, beach ball class isn't yeah, credited no, as a transfer no, to the No planes. kidding. <laughs> Can't believe so, yeah, grades I, are still a thing that could potentially keep people out. Well, and I thought it might be a case like because Will Levis he ends up having to stay to graduate and then being a grad transfer. I thought that might be the case with McCall, but I'm not. I, I don't. I don't pretend to know the specifics. Yeah, of but with situation. the free transfer stuff, but yeah, maybe it could potentially be a great thing. But yeah, so it looks like he could go to Florida, which that would be big for them because their backup to Anthony Richardson's a pedophile. So. Um, they 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 had their depth chart decimated. Richardson's uh, not done. Yeah, he he. Okay. He, it was it was only his first year as a true starter though, and a lot of people think he should have come back for another season. So the same thing he I just, just did with Leary, pro. like to do with McCall. I would, if I were a Florida fan, I'd be like, how worried are we about a Coastal Carolina quarterback having to come slide into an SEC program yeah. and throw against SEC defenses? Every day, and I'm sure Florida fans will say, "Well, he's not. He, look, think of think of what he did at Coastal Carolina, but add him with the Florida weapons, and our offensive line is going to help protect him. He'll be he'll be fine. Other big time schools wanted him, which are true, but the other side of that will be he was a Coastal Carolina quarterback going so, yeah, against Sun Belt, Sun Belt defenses, and 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 that's what makes the transfer portal, with the exception of Troy's defense, fun because there's such a. Um, you know, you can. We, we know so much more, so we can have a lot more detailed, in-depth conversations. I think maybe the only of of all the high-profile quarterback transfers, the only one where we were like, "Well, this is a no-brainer," was Jalen Hurts going from Alabama to Oklahoma. Maybe Justin Fields, Georgia to Ohio State, but even then, you were like, "Well, we know he's a good runner, but how good of a thrower is he?" Right? So, like, there, there's always a sort of unknown. And it's just the degree you just try to minimize that risk as much as possible. Um, Kentucky's trying to do it by getting offensive linemen. They did lose one of their offensive tackle uh, targets. Uh, Savion Washington from Kent State announced he's going to join Coach Prime out of Colorado. Um, I don't think they have another uh, a, a guy that could play right tackle that's a potential portal guy they could add this week. Uh, there was a There is a Dartmouth guy, a Dartmouth defensive lineman that could be added to the fold. Uh, as well as a kid who decommitted from Florida State yesterday, Tavian Goodson, who 6'5", 270, uh, defensive lineman from Savannah. Savannah. Uh, he's got uh, he's got some really good length to him. And uh, Tennessee's like, yeah, you should sign in the spring and come visit us. But um, Kentucky's going to try to put the squeeze on and get him to sign on the dotted line before the Vols get their dirty, grubby fingers on him. Yeah, you keep your McDonald's bags away. Yeah. Didn't they find out that it was actually like Chick Fil A or something in the? Uh, I didn't see that. But yeah, there was like a you know, it gets it's 
gets lost in the wash. News is crazy. But, yeah, they I think they found out it wasn't, in fact, McDonald's bags. It was some other specific fast food restaurant. I mean, we're going to pretend it was McDonald's bags. Well, the football recruiting news is going to be hot and heavy over the next 24, 48 hours. A signing day is tomorrow, and I'm sure we'll get some after reaction and hear mm-hmm. all the details on Thursday about how it all went down. But Mark Stoops press conference uh, at noon. So on, thurs- on Thursday? Wednesday. Or Wednesday, yeah. Yeah, so we're not going to do the whole song and dance with Keontae. That, like, remember last year? That was a nightmare last year. Just trying to, like, is he going to do it? Are they going to have a press conference? But like, Yeah, was... we didn't really get into it. Like, we ran out of time talking about him yesterday, but what, what's a, what's up with him? What's the latest? He, he, he's been spotted around town in his U.K. gear. Showing up to U of L staff meetings, just begging for spots on the well, Cardinals roster. We mentioned that yesterday, right? Like, yeah. I don't know how much I can trust the uh, the, the brand builder guy's uh-huh. story, but um, I would say just even him entering the transfer portal though is a little off putting. Just because you, that's been his kind of image. yeah. Like UK recruited you for seven years. You came in there, and the worst offensive line in the Stoops era, and you couldn't even carve out just an iota of playing time, and then you're just going to leave? Like, I have a hard time believing this is a Kentucky f- issue. As, like, as Dave would say, that they did him wrong. Like, what? He Dave Blackford said UK did him wrong? There was a, a tweet that he had uh, some somehow saying, like, essentially saying UK didn't, live up to their word or they didn't now if they were if there were some nil promises that were unkept that's stuff i don't know about and that could be frustrating if they said oh yeah no 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 michigan state's offering you x amount of money no i probably we've already told you like once you get here it's going to be this that and the other now the nil stuff if the checks didn't clear that's not a good look for uk now that being said, if that's if it's enough to get you to go leave, or you need to go get your money somewhere else, that is what it is. But but you also have you, to. The, the, that's the part of this whole game that's different. You have to live up to your end of the bargain as well. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. But is that in the contract where it's like if if we end up having one of the worst offensive lines in the Stoops era, and you still can't carve out playing time, Nolan Void. The, we'll put an asterisk next to this clause. Well, so, like, like that's the thing is, if it's in the contract, they probably should open it. They probably should honor that. But, but I, my point is, is like I don't think they would have trouble getting him money if he was playing well. You know what I mean? I agree with that. Yeah, like that, 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 that was the point I was trying to make. And I don't know if that was the case. I was just trying to like the way that Dave worded it. I don't have specifics in front of me, but he tweeted something along the lines of. Uh, uh, of that, where it made it sound like it wasn't a nil thing, but like that's that should be the least. Like Keontae needs to focus on getting his stuff together, uh, whether that's at UK or wherever it may be. Totally there's, there's true. Rumblings if that he could be back at UK. I just I, I think he's a good kid who's uh, just bounce has not has had very little stability. And I, I would like to see if he can thrive with a little bit of stability, um, if, if he can be motivated to, to do what he's capable of. Yeah, you can't help but feel like there's been people in this kid's life that have just kind of done him wrong or had him focus on the wrong things at this point in his career, just like so business-driven instead of just maybe development-driven and just needs to focus on getting his body right and utilizing that body, which you just, like, it's, wild that somebody can be that big at his age uh get it right like get in shape 
get to playing, mm-hmm. and then the money and all that stuff will follow. Uh, but if you keep bouncing around, going from place to place, and just yeah. going from what people are going to tell you what you want to hear and what you want to hear, you're not going to get any better. And that's the thing. You just sit, you see the pictures of him, and it, he looks worse off. Like he, he just doesn't look like it. So, did you just waste an entire year? And you, I don't know. One seems too talented to kind of go to waste like this. And two, doesn't get his body right, he will go to waste. Yeah, and it, I, it will be a non-starter regardless. Like that, you won't mm-hmm. be able to play at any level if you're that if you're too big. So, uh, yeah, I, I hope he stays at UK and it all works out and he'll figure it out. But it seems like some people are kind of just told, giving him some bad advice. Yeah, I, I just I really hope it works out for Keontae. I'm I haven't been privy to all the behind the scenes stuff, but the the brief glimpses we saw of him, I mean, he just absolutely destroyed some poor Matt kid on a run block. So like getting him right, I mean. Hey, there's been two players in the entire Mark Stoops era that have played on the offensive line as true freshmen. One was out of necessity. He was an All-American who's starting for the New Orleans Saints now and laying in young, three-year starter. The other one was a consensus All-American by the time his career was over with Darian Kennard. Like, it's very hard to do what he was trying to do in year one. So, like, don't be discouraged. Keep taking your medicine. Go to work. Hopefully it's at Kentucky, but if not, you know, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, let's read a few texts here on the Thornton's text line. We will talk more basketball, but we know that the Thornton's text line is going mm-hmm. to bring up a lot of basketball. We had the, the John Cats, Calipari show last night. Yeah, he said a lot of interesting things that we'll get to in hour number two. Um, and the Caps play Florida A&M tomorrow night, looking to end its losing streak against... One game losing streak when it lost to UCLA over the weekend. UofL plays tonight. Right now they're currently a one-point favorite. So Uh-oh. if you've been fading UofL. Thanks for the reminder. i got a bet. This is a big one, Scoots. Could, the Cardinals could tie up the bet again. Beat 3-3. I'm not worried. You're not worried about the Lipscomb game? No. Okay. I've, I've said all year that Louisville loses to Lipscomb. Lipscomb is in like the top 120 of the net rankings. Oh. Newsflash, Louisville's in the bottom 350. Yeah, but the cards are on a winning streak. They've figured. I don't care. They've turned the corner. When you're hot, you squat. They've figured out how to. They've. They're Kenny Payne won those games now. They beat A and M, Florida A and M by six. Just, just a reminder. Lipscomb has lost three of their last four, including a loss to Alabama A and M and Tennessee State. Certainly, if they could lose to Alabama A and M and Tennessee State, they could lose to the cards. They could, but it's not going to happen. <laughs> Louisville lost to App State and Bellarmine. That was a long time ago, Scooch. You got to stop living in the past. No, I'm living in the past. Come here, money. That's what people said about the Western Kentucky uh, game. Only eight points. You <laughs> was eight point underdogs to Western Kentucky, and everybody was like, "That is not nearly enough." For seven points or whatever it was. We get to the Thorns Texan. Yeah, Texter says, "Don't worry, guys. Next year, forty and zero. Just remember, there's always next year under Cal, and there's there's the sense of that. It's." Not as long driven as it may have seen, may that it may currently seem, and you're certainly not throwing away that recruiting class next year. That class is absolutely insane. Maybe Cal gets it, and he doesn't play the right pieces, and it's bad, and it's not good, and everybody says, "Oh, see, we're not doing this again." And then at that point, you'll probably be right, but you're not throwing out that recruiting class. We all know that. I do wonder if 20 years from now, Cal comes out and just admits that the Wisconsin loss changed him, just like it did the entire fan base. 
TJ, part of the reason why I, I don't entirely buy that is I thought the 17 team was championship good. And, and they, they, they were. They yeah. just kind of got so hosed good. in that situation. The 18 team, it ended up having its flaws, but that you just can't lose to Kansas State in that game. 19, they that team was national championship good. 2020 was national championship good. Obviously some huge flaws in 2021. And then last year, we felt like the roster makeup was good. It was there, yeah. Uh, we saw at least one in January at that time of the year. That team was the best team in college basketball. But injuries up. and whatever else, uh, that, yeah. that costs it. So, uh, yeah, I also don't buy it. Uh, a texture says, can't wait to hear TJ admit Cal isn't the guy on Monday, finally. Oh, not man. not not saying that, but uh, he's not without criticism. Too bad it's on Monday. It's Tuesday now. And it's Tuesday. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> Four and thirteen are our last seventeen top twenty-five matchups. Please defend Cal, TJ. See, these people just are kind of losers. <laughs> UK loses, and your first thought is uh, uh, TJ's going TJ to, to explain defend this out. There's not defending that. I mean that the the issue is: do you fire the person and instantly move on because of it? And I think there there's some nuance in all I, that. I did appreciate that BTI was like, we always say who's going to do better at this job. He's like, I'm finally ready to say it. I I think there's plenty of guys that can do better at this job. Oh, this this person is continuing. Louisville Regional still in play, TJ? Absolutely still in play. I mean, without a doubt, still in play. Remember when you thought UK fans were stupid for thinking it was gone after Gonzaga game? Yes, again, also, that was stupid. Some fans just know the game and have a better feel for the team than you. You're a bigger Cal fan now than a Kentucky fan. <laughs> <laughs> I like your Calipari jersey you've got on, TJ. Thank you. That's I appreciate. I appreciate that. Oh, oh long rant. Imagine being that sensitive. We might have to go to a break before we get to this long rant. That may be. This may be the longest text in the Thornton's text line. It's pretty crazy, yeah. Huh. But there's there's a couple more behind it. So get ready. Yeah. Get your reading voice on. <laughs> yeah. All right, we'll be back. Hour number two, Kentucky Roll Call. Uh, TJ Walker, Nick Rouse, Justin Kalen. We'll be back after this. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to ride in a one-horse open sleigh. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to ride in a one-horse open sleigh. Over. You say over? I ain't heard no family. Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is. With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back. Hour number two, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. FM, 14.50 AM, TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. And go to ShadyRays.com for the best sunglasses that you can find. Polarized sunglasses that will fit any style. Budget. Yeah, budget for sure. And uh, any need, whether you're looking for just sunglasses because you're training for a mini marathon or a marathon. Or you've got a big fishing trip. Uh, They've got... Sunglasses for any and every activity. If you're a biker, a hiker, a runner, or what would be? I'm just trying to run, might make it rhyme. We'll 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 get that figured out for you. Enjoying the sunner. (laughs) There you go. Shadyrays.com promo code Big X. Man, twenty five percent off 
and uh, they get them out pretty quick uh, to get them out before Christmas. You know, I can't make any promises, but before New Year's, no doubt. They've got a, a winning formula at Shady Rays. They don't need to tweak it. John Calipari, though, he's tweaking some things. Yeah, it, I mean, again, I, I can't get too annoyed by it all, but we are, unfortunately, at the point of the season where it's just, Cal said what word that I didn't want to hear? Oh, man, I'm mad that he said that. Instead of him saying that, I wish he would just win games. And like, so we're at that point of the year. So I'm annoyed by it, but I can't do anything about it. He needs to win more games. Well, it's also like... How many times have we done the tweak thing? Yeah, I get like I don't care about the tweak thing. He's got to talk. He's talking to the media. Well, he don't, he he left early too. I don't care about that either. I, you know, he's what is he going to talk again to him tomorrow before previewing the Wednesday no, game? He won't. Not Wednesday. No, he won't talk today. Okay, Just but he'll talk little. to him Wednesday after the game. I bet probably. Yeah, so yeah. he'll hear from him then. Yeah, but the player, the fans want to hear from him, though. Do they? Because they just are going to cry about whatever he says. I will say, like, I would come up with a different word than tweak, though. After like eight years in a row of just anytime something, like you can, you can come up with something new, Cal. Uh, yeah, but uh, I'm not going to get upset about him saying the word. I'm not tweak either. either. In it's fact, just, it's, I w- it's just a word. I love it now. Like, yeah, give me some more tweaks, baby. Tweak me up. He can- tweaked it to the left. He tweaked it to the right. What's what's the tweakables? Yeah, it's tweaked- a great song. You can YouTube it. He tweaked it to the left. Tweet to the right. Tweet that mother sucker all night. No, it's not it. Oh, well. Don't know the words of the tweakable song. Tweet to like this. Tweet to like that. Tweet to with a wiffle ball bat. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow my lyrics were actually better. <laughs> Probably so. He <laughs> tweaked it with a wiffle ball bat. What the hell is that? But we are in the part of the season where people are going to cry about the wording. Yes, I, I mean, I, I agree. It's all... Folks, just like it was in fourteen. I mean, it's all just nonsense. It's it was nonsense then. It's nonsense now. Which it, and now it might be. The we're just going to start. Yeah, Chris I'm, I'm doing a lineup change. Which, yeah, like and and that makes it. That would be the thing that we've kind of given Cal the most grief over this entire season too. Is his lineup choices. Uh, I mean, other than just the overall poor play, so. but some of the lineup choices are like, what, what, what are we doing here, Cal? And so it sounds like he's he's saying, okay, I got to change some things up, but I got to tweak some things, and it's probably going to come in the form of throwing Chris Livingston in the starting lineup, which makes perfect sense. Let's roll it out against the Rattlers and uh, get this thing going in the right direction. Yeah, and the, again, the game on Wednesday is not going to do nothing for anybody, really. It can only kind of hurt you if you look even uglier and sloppier and not motivated, but you need to go out there and win that game by 30-plus and actually put up a lot of points in the process. Um, the the tweak stuff, I I mean, I can understand why people do are just kind of fatigued with it all, but it it, it is. It's, it's all nonsense. It's just going to be hopefully some different lineups. And yesterday I felt like when we were talking about the game over the weekend – and just how this team can look like it does at this point. I still am confused by it to some degree, but I do think I probably should have simplified my overall point yesterday because I do know what's wrong with this team. I do know why it looks like this. And it's just, 
I'm not trying to be mean, and I'm not trying to bring it all back to one person, but like a lo- it's so much of it is just Jacob Toppin, and it's not mm-hmm. even so much him. It's mm-hmm. so much it's how he is playing in this style, or how maybe it's how UK is asking him to play. Maybe it's the exact opposite of how UK is asking him to play, but they just still feel like he's the best option. But if he cannot stretch the floor or shoot, then it's worthless. This whole thing is worthless. It's All of this season will just be a total and complete waste of time if he can't shoot. Uh, you, you get some different people on UK Twitter that will tweet out different videos and break down different clips of the game, and they're all good, and I like all of them. But you got a lot of yesterday of just penetration, kick out, Jacob Toppin, open, and just head-scratchingly not taking the open shot, wasting more time, wasting ball movement, and then basically setting up UK's guards to be put in a position to fail or have to force something up. It comes back to Jacob Toppin. Not specifically him, again, and you you hate to kind of single out one person, but it's how he plays. It's how that forward position is playing within UK's offense. And you could get away with it a a little bit more if Severe Wheeler was – Jamal Murray, <laughs> like if you know if he could spread the floor, knock down a 26-footer and just pull up out of nowhere, but he can't. He's got to have a lot of space to get a shot off. He needs a lot of time to get a shot off, and that's just one of the things that you're accepting with Severe Wheeler as your point guard. And honestly, I think based on especially how F- Frederick and Reeves have looked this season, you're going to have to have Wheeler out there. So mo- doing things with Wheeler, I think, are at least for now, off the table. So knowing that you have a one – a point guard out there that can knock down open shots, but it has to be kind of the perfect situation for him. You definitely can't have a four that can't spread the floor. It's really as simple as that. So two things need to happen. One, they need to tell Jacob Toppin, if you don't start shooting this shot, it's killing the entire offense. Because what you saw UCLA do is what every team Kentucky is going to play moving forward is going to do. And especially if Jacob Toppin's on the floor. Uh, I forget who it was, and again, I wish I had written this stuff down in real time, but maybe it was Jeff Drummond. Somebody who's on the floor during the Yale game said you could hear the opposing team's coaches screaming, their four isn't going to shoot. He's not going to shoot. And they're referring to Jacob Toppin. If he's not going to shoot, it makes life tougher on Oscar. It makes life tougher on the guards. It makes life tougher on everybody. But what UCLA did is the blueprint. They're going to swarm Oscar. Every team moving forward is just going to send three guys, four guys at him. And if one of the kickout options is Jacob Toppin, it's a, it's worthless action. It's way too clogged offense. So either get Livingston out there and tell him to shoot, like force him to shoot. I mentioned there's one of two options. I'll finish that point. The one, Toppin, you got to start shooting. Two, if you don't stop shoot, start shooting, Toppin cannot play. Otherwise, these issues will be here all season. It'll look bad all season. It will never get better. The four in UK's offense has to be able to shoot the ball or else this is just going to be continue to be a disaster. Point over. I don't know if I agree with it wholeheartedly. I will if Toppin... Like, how about Cal just defines his role better? Like, like where he doesn't have to make... Like, let's take the decision-making out of Jacob Toppin's ears. Because I feel like he has a little bit, like, shoot the, the spot-up jump shot, get rebounds, post up inside. Instead, we're getting a little bit of, like, he can just kind of do whatever, and that's what's leading him to shooting a lot of bad shots. 
Because he is shooting shots, but it's a lot of fadeaway 12-footers. Like, kind of contested 12-footers, or, you know, or yeah. if he's driving, he's getting stopped short of the, like, because I think they're, I do agree with you that I think a lot of Kentucky's struggles are boiling back to top and not being a breakthrough player that we expected. It's it's almost impossible to succeed half-court offense when he won't shoot. Was there a specific area that you all, when we were talking in the offseason about Toppin's growth, is there a specific area that you were looking for him to be better in that he's just not? Yeah, two things. Be aggressive and be able to knock down open shots. Especially the aggressiveness. I remember Jacob, We he was saying that uh, intern Jacob was during, after one of the Bahamas games, and we were like, do you need him to? like?" And then the next game he got aggressive and played well. Um, and we were kind of giving Jacob a hard time for it. But turns out that's Toppin's biggest problem is like he doesn't start trying to assert himself offensively until the second half. And even like how they use him in that Gonzaga game where he, he was hitting those elbow jumpers, that's fine, but that still is making it UK's just way too easy to guard right now. Yeah, half very court. easy to guard. It just you're not making really defenses work because you just have too many people that are playing in a similar area. And even in top end in that Gonzaga game when he was hitting those elbow jumpers, that's still not spreading the floor in the long term enough. You've got to be able to hit threes. You have to. If you want Oscar to be the player that he is and be able to be a weapon for you, you have to get people away from him. You have to get D and defenders away from him. So people have to either choose, yeah, we can run. UCLA was literally putting three guys on him. Sometimes four. That's not just hyperbole. Sometimes they would cr- crash in with four bodies on Oscar and say, like, if you can throw a pass out of this, buddy, good luck, because there's going to be hands everywhere. But guess what? If he could, somebody's going to be wide open. And unfortunately, it was Toppin, and Toppin would do that stupid little pump fake, put it on the ground or not put it on the ground, and then realize, all right, now UCLA was able to, to get back to their men. Everybody was able to clear Oscar and get back to where they needed to be. And then if Toppin wanted to throw it right back down again, because he was only like four feet away from him, then everybody could easily just sink right back down again. You have to have somebody that can spread the floor there. And it's it's almost getting to a point it's going to have to be Livingston probably or bust. <laughs> because I don't think it's going to be Collins. Yeah. You just you have to be able to. Well, and, then, and it's not even just like the baseline 12-footers. In it. you got to even move it further away. you got to get Oscar his space. Well, and... To add to it, too, the wings have not been consistent at all either. That's so, true, too. Yeah, like uh, just generally. And then that gets back to the biggest picture of it all is like how much can this offense succeed right now? Did like Collins even play against so. UCLA? Nope, didn't play. <laughs> yeah, it didn't seem like it. Did not play. So, so yeah, it, things, it's, it's, uh, it's I, I actually think it's somewhat simplistic, the – Simplistic, the issue, the solution may be harder because you still are going to need somebody to step up there. But whoever just wants to let it rip and can defend, Cal was really big on Livingston's toughness yesterday. I think those were more just kind of subtle jabs at Toppin, just talking about how like tough Livingston is. That's fine. I don't care so much about toughness. And honestly, when I hear Calipari talk about toughness, it makes me more worried that he's like looking for – Big, strong defenders, but offense, offense, offense. Get Let your team get down offensively and make them ca- – like, if, if you're worried about sacrificing defense, let it be proven. Like, 
let, put out a unit out there that just gets abused defensively <laughs> and just see if, like, just, you know, kind of see how it goes. And if the offense is still bad, I don't think defense is a huge issue for UK. I, I, there's been times this season where I, it's been a little head-scratching. But I think for the most part, they're all right. Oscar gets out of place, and it can kind of hurt some of the other people. But I, th- I don't think it's anything they can't play through. And I think when push comes to shove, they, they can lock down and get some stops when needed. Or they will, or I don't, you know, I don't know. But sometimes when I hear Cal talk about like, yeah, you just got to be more physical. I just think back to like '90s bully basketball, and that's not what this team needs. It needs spacing, and it needs shooting, execution, and it needs execution, and it needs shot making. Um, doesn't need more, just kind of muddied up. I think he even said yesterday, like, we're not going to get out toughed anymore, and that just that, that worries me a little bit. All right, let's get this long text here. Okay, TJ Roush, first-time texter, bit of a rant. I apologize. It's all right, buddy. I didn't hear a single post-game comment from Cal, and I haven't seen any media reporting on Twitter, his excuses or offensive woes. I'm sure they were on KSR, but honestly, I needed a day to block everything out. That's nothing wrong with that. Please help me understand how it's so easy for us to see what our issues are, yet Cal has no answer, and we're almost in the SEC play. Can't wait for the tweak. <laughs> <laughs> This was all, this was sent oh, yeah. yesterday before the press conference. This was before. This That's was hilarious. This person called it. Hats off to you, Texter. Bill Self, small ball lineup. They're winning big at that. Jay Wright sitting on TV giving a- analysis highlights of our issue. Maybe Cal should take some notes. Is he really that stubborn or blind? What do our assistants do? Half the time they look clueless on the bench. Someone reason with me or help me understand. I've defended this man since 09. It's becoming so hard to even remotely enjoy the games. I haven't been this frustrated watching basketball for as long as I can remember. I traveled every Final Four as a student and would call myself a diehard. But for my mental health, I'm contemplating stepping away for a while. Am I wrong for that? I don't feel like I'm alone when I communicate with other fans of my friend group. Sick of the same old song and dance. Probably a hot take, but I'd take a fresh start next year over watching Cal blow another season with four top ten recruits. I disagree with you, even if like it is, you know, this season continues to go in the wrong direction. I disagree with you in the sense that like I I, I don't get sick of watching it. I do get sick of the losing. Um but like I'm, I'll be just as eager for UK basketball tomorrow night when they get going. And mm-hmm. I look at this stuff as like a entertainment television series. And right now, I haven't really enjoyed multiple episodes. And like you're wondering if they, if this season can turn it around. Do they have the actors? Do they have the writing to be able to figure it out? Uh, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I think that they can. Will it be able to win Emmys and win awards? I'm not so sure. It's going to have to be a hell of a turnaround uh, for the back half of this season. But that's the thing that you do have to remind yourself is you've got all of January, you've got all of February, and then it's really not until middle of March until it's winter go home time. So this team's got two and a half months to figure it out. I don't get how it can be at the point that they're at right now, especially with the Bahamas trip. And for people that are the doom and gloomers that are like, no, no, it's it's already done and dead with. I think they can actually use that Bahamas trip as a reason for their case. That like, if it's been this long and it still looks this bad, what makes you think over the next two and a half months that they can turn it around? That's probably a fair point, but there's a lot of talent here. You do still have the national player of the year. Roush, I'm not giving up on him just yet, but I I totally understand all the criticism. I understand people being really frustrated. Well, I I think there's a difference, though, TJ, in not giving up on them and then just like kind of being like, I'm not going to let them ruin my day. 
Because that's where I'm at. I'm at like I'm kind of I'm th- this texture. I, I I think is uh this is a very relatable feeling amongst the BBN where we're like, how can he not see that what this is like? This, this is just not working. Like this is bad. Even when it's good, it's not good. Yeah, I, I agree with that and, part of the texture. And there's it, also it, it does seem so easy to figure out. You don't have enough shooters to spread the floor. It, it, there's also a part of it too where like I can't get as worked up as I like I I just I couldn't I had like a moment or two where I was kind of mad on Saturday but I can't like if if I'm as emotionally invested as I was uh, six years ago then I couldn't I like it would wreck me every single time they played because it's just not quality basketball so like I I, I can even relate to what this texture say and to a point and I think that's you just have to change your perspective slightly and that sucks. That we can't be as crazy as we typically are when we watch Kentucky basketball, but that's just the only way you can healthily do it. You you almost have to treat it as TJ said, like a TV show that you haven't liked the last couple episodes. But maybe they can get it turned around in time for the season finale. You never know. A lot of seasons still to play. Uh, I. I was thinking that UCLA game was going to be a good time for them to figure some of this stuff out. But it's just, it's really, that's the texture. I do agree with you wholeheartedly that like, it's just not hard. Oscar needs to be your, your stretch big. You do not, because he is. You don't need two stretch bigs that do the, basically the same thing from a shooting capacity. You have to, what, what I think Cal would, I would like to have answered is what what in a in your offense is Jacob Toppin doing offensively? Like what what is even the plan for him offensively? Because you're never going to get him in a back to the basket situation, and rightfully so. But he doesn't put it on the floor and go tack. He'll do it against bad teams sometimes when he has like a significant size advantage. He's pretty dangerous in offensive rebounds and putback situations. I mean, that's a positive that you can say about Toppin. Like, he can track a rebound pretty decently. And he's decently. been a pretty solid rebounder. But, like, what it, in the half court, what it, what is his goal? What it, What is his movement? You'll sometimes get him in some pick and, pick and pop sets, but he doesn't pop. He can't roll because if there's any traffic, he'll just not be able to fight through it. You have got to – if Oscar is your stretch big, the four, your four could not also be a stretch big. And don't you, doesn't everybody here feel better with like Oscar shooting that elbow jumper than Toppin? Oh I know, yeah. I know that Gonzaga game was really nice for Toppin. I don't know where the hell that went. But the issue is, if you're gonna have that with Toppin, you know Oscar's right down on the block. If you have it with Oscar doing it, who you know the the middle of the paint's wide open. It could be a backdoor cut from a guard. You could have somebody else on the perimeter take a screen and go, get left by themselves. When you have Os- when you bring Oscar out, it brings it opens up everything. When you have Toppin out, you probably means you still have Oscar somewhere on the block, so things are still going to be sort of crowded. I hate that I'm coming back to Toppin so much because I still think it can work with him, but he's got to turn into more of a shooter. And like, and to be a shooter, you also need to be a maker so people can respect it. And so it, it's kind of twofold. He needs to start shooting more, and he also needs to see him go in. I'm a little nervous about it. We're 4-13 and against top 25 teams. We've entered the Billy G zone of horrible basketball, and this man gets paid $9 million a year. Yeah, it's got to be better. I think it, it, we, we all agree and are on the same page about that. It's got to be better. Texter says, oh, this one continues. Oh, oh, my gosh, this is even longer. Back-to-back, yeah. Whoa. 
Hey. Okay, that's a long one. I'll continue, and then we'll go to our last break. It's sickening. There has to be some sort of accountability from him. I, I hear people say this, too, and maybe, Texter, you're going to go on and continue to say it, but I don't know exactly what like what people want from well, that. And that's my thing. It's like, even if Cal public said, my la- bad, public you, lashes. You, would, he would, you would be content for like a second and then just move on. Like there, there's really nothing Cal can do that can make us happy. And I do think somebody close to him should like advise that to be a talking point every once in a while is to come out and be like, it is unacceptable, and we will figure it out. I'm confident in that, and I hope people will hang with us. And he kind of alluded like he understands that people are frustrated uh, yesterday, but the the accountability from him I, is that all you're looking for is just him to say hand up? I've messed this up. I'll give him a tiny bit of credit for playing Livingston and Ware lineup to help us get back in, but you saw the final few minutes. Nothing atrocious. Nothing has changed since 2015 Final Four, and every coach with a brain knows how to beat us. All they have to do is go watch Mississippi State, Gonzaga, and the UCLA tape. No other games matter. How can we defend him or be proud of where the program stands? I've excused the 2020 year, as a fan at least, and last year's ending was unacceptable. Then we got Oscar back, the oldest team ever. All great things. But here we stand letting old Mick Cronin outcoach and bully our team. Zero fight from our starters. They wanted to get paid to play. Well, now they can deal with the criticism. No more amateur jargon. Sadly, I feel the toxic is horrible for our program. It will hurt recruiting. Social media comments are as bad as I've seen them, but 95% is directed at Cal. Who would honestly want to come play for him? Imagine he blows this season looking like a guaranteed thing at this point. Think about the amount of pressure on the freshman next year. That should go over well. Well, again, you, that's maybe exactly the situation that we're going to be in. I want those. I want that freshman class next year. Everybody need it. Too much talent. Mm-hmm. That will be crazy, or it'll be a disaster, and then you know we'll have our definitive answer that yep. without One way question, or the other. right? That it's time to go in a different direction. But I think it's all kind of boiling to a point where. Regardless of how things shake out, next year probably should be the the final dance, and hopefully we everybody can go out on a happy note. And, yeah, and that would be can, ideal. And everybody can kind of move past how uh, how bland things have gotten. Let's go to our last break. We got a lot more text, and uh, people are venting, and we totally get it. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big Exports Radio. T.J. Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen. We'll be right back. On the Christmas tree. It's the holiday season. The holiday season. So hoop de doo and dickery dock. Don't forget to hang up your sock. Cause just exactly at 12 o'clock, he'll be coming down the chimney down. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Once again, things that could have been brought to my attention yesterday! Welcome back. One final segment. Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. 96.1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. Appreciate you tuning in and listening. KRC goes 7 to 9 Monday through Friday. Replay of the show 9 to 11. Find the podcast wherever you get your podcast. Just search for Kentucky Roll Call. If you're searching for a Salsaritas, you'll find it. Uh, you'll find the locations either in Middletown or St. Matthews. Both are delicious. The fresh Mexican grill. They've got catering options for the holidays. If you are figuring out what to do 
maybe you were planning on smoking or grilling something, and now you're like, well, with it being negative four degrees, maybe that doesn't sound as fun. Salseritas can take care of it. Uh, they do have holiday hours that you're going to want to double check and and make sure you're you're aware. But you can always get it, heat it up yourself if, if worst case. But uh, they'll bring it to you if they are open. I don't. They're probably not open on Christmas Day. But don't hold me to that. You never really know a salseritas. But when they are open and they cater for you, they can bring it right to your front door. They can it can be waiting at the store just when you walk on in. Their catering options are affordable, they're easy, they're fun, and most importantly, they're delicious. Uh, everybody in the family can make their own tacos, burritos, nachos, mm. whatever you want. Salseritas will have it covered. It's cheesy, it's delicious, it's warm, it's well-seasoned meats. It's Salseritas, everybody. Check them out today. Uh, we got to get as far as we can on the text line, Roush, but any other quick hitters for today? Mm, uh, no quick hitters. Cal did also mention that uh, Aduthiero is next in line to play. So just what we were asking for. Boom. Again, I don't think like Aduthiero is the answer to UK's issues, but I just a willingness to try different people I don't think is the worst thing in the world. From a football side of things, worth mentioning, Roush, uh, the big dog. He'll be oh, calling the plays. The big dog fence is back, and uh, he was not very good at uh, – being subtle by, I mean, he basically said Destin Wade's going to be the quarterback. Yes. <laughs> Which I, I, I saw Kaya, Kaya Sharon up close and personal. No disrespect to that kid. It was a tough spot for him. I'm sure his best football is ahead of him. But I, I don't mind trying. All that being said, I don't mind trying Destin Wade. Well, especially they're playing in his hometown. They've been recruiting that area a lot more. Like, come on, let's go ahead and roll it out. Um, as he said, you know, we've got some stuff from – Eddie Grant's still in the building. We still got some stuff in the archive we can add to the offense. So uh, looking forward to seeing what that could be. Good, good to know. Because that does make the game a lot more intriguing. And, you know, for a lot of people, they're like, well, this is just a glorified spring game. And it's like, well, yeah, kind of kind of is. We get to see if this quarterback, what he can do. And I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, that, that adds maybe a slight wrinkle of intrigue to, to the game. Uh, hopefully he's able to go out there and do some – some good things. Was I mistaken like a couple weeks ago where they said it was going to be like a group effort on play calling? There was Stoops, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then you get the UFL like, Vince rumors, and now Vince is calling the plays. Hmm. Well, but like that that's the thing that I just don't understand in this whole – because I've always been under the impression that it was going to be Woodward. So, I don't I, – you know, who knows? Uh, yeah. Air it out, Vince. Big dog fence. That UK offense is just going to be very fascinating to see what it looks like. Yeah, especially against Iowa. You're just going to have to hope Iowa, an incredibly disciplined defense, makes a few mistakes and you can just have one of your playmakers bust one, break yeah. a big one, find some one-on-one coverage, hope they can come down with the ball. I Whew. Vince, you got your you got your work cut out for you. Hey, but he said it. We will score points. Okay. Yeah, I saw Let that there quote be and I was like, boy, I hope this doesn't backfire. I know. Oh, that could be uh, that could be brutal. Iowa does have a good defense. UK's offense has struggled at times. What if UK just went out there though and put up like forty eight points? Just looked amazing. I would smash the over under. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Text from the Thorns text line says, never got the impression Goodwin wanted to come to UK. It felt more like that he thought he should do or he felt he owed someone something. 
Uh, I got the sense that he wanted to. But uh, there was a lot of just him and Han and, like, a lot. I, I think there was a lot of uh, enjoying the recruiting process and also not wanting to let anyone down. Yeah. I still, it, I knowing nothing really about the situation, just the amount of schools he's been to in X amount of years, it's probably getting some bad advice somewhere along the way. Focus on your body, focus on development, and then the rest is going to take care of itself. But hope it's at UK, and uh, hope you know, hope it all gets taken care of. I'm as much of a cow guy as anyone, but it's really difficult to spin this. The offense is just really bad, and this team is worse than the sum of its parts. That's on the head coach. Yeah, I, I ultimately it falls back on the head coach. It's you can't be scoring fifty three points at UK. Nope, can't be. Can't be doing that. Never let me get on Derek Terry's bad side. Did uh, he, was he going in on people? Love just the Derek Terry. We've we've unleashed him. He doesn't know. I mean, nobody. Everybody can can get it from Derek Terry. I don't know what this is specifically referring to. I don't know if it was basketball game tweets. It probably was. Uh, but that's yeah. He he has been much more enjoyable on social media. Not that he wasn't enjoyable, but he's letting his hair down. You know. Oh yeah. Derek really Terry's got things down. to say, and he wants people to hear, it, and I love it. Uh, if we could just fast forward to next season, that would be tight. Man, it was awesome to hear somebody say tight. Yeah, I'm not ready to give up on three months of the season. But you're right; we should bring back tight. We really fifty three points is pretty inexcusable. We just don't have the ro- we just don't have the roster to create and get the points themselves. And I really hope I don't end up being just totally and utterly wrong about this. I thought the roster was going to be fine. Like I, I didn't think in a million years that the roster was going to be the the issue for offense. If anything, I thought the roster may have some defensive issues, but. Reeves has not been a great outside shooter up to this point, or at least consistently. C.J. Frederick, I'm just watching Roush literally pick his nose. Yep. That's and then you're just you're putting on the ground at the studio. The studio wow. has some class, buddy. Just cleaned it it's last week, Roush. It's not your booger factory. It was really bothering me. I can't believe we're. I got a box of tissues in here, you animal. Well, I don't have a box of tissues in here. I, I would like a light in here remotely. I can see you. We're right. We're right <laughs> next to each other. You were making eye contact while you were doing it. It's like, hey, you see that? Bats, bats <laughs> in the cave. Yeah, I mean, I hope I don't end up having to come out and eat crow and just be like, no, no, these pieces were, were a terrible fit. But, like, Reeves is a good three-point shooter. That has to, some at some point, show on the court. Frederick is as well. Maybe the stage is too big for him, but it's not like, he, you know, he didn't do it in some Big Ten games. That's got to get figured out. The one spot where I think I probably am just going to have to eat crow is blindly buying in to everybody taking a step forward at the four. Like thinking Toppin would take a big step forward, thinking Collins would take a big step forward. Hasn't happened yet, but the answer is pretty simple. You need to play a lineup that heavily consists of Wheeler, Wallace, Reeves, Livingston, and Oscar. And Toppin, maybe you figure it out in time. You come off the bench, that's fine. That's got to be your five, and you got to tell them you press. Force the tempo. And then if people get tired, bring other people in. You know, maybe that could hurt the offense. I don't, but you got to force the tempo. That's another thing, too. And that's on head coaching as well. But gosh, I, don't, I hope I'm not wrong about the talent on this team because, I, I, you know, I, yeah. that'll be a pretty big L. Speaking of uh, wrong, this guy's got some really wrong numbers in here. Not yeah. sure where he's getting them. 
Hey, did you know the Hall of Fame coach is 4-17 and in his last 21 games against top 25 teams since 2007? That's so worth 666000 a month. Which may, Since 2007? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's also 750000 a month. Yeah. Uh, Math, not, not, not our strong point here on Kentucky Roll Call. Maybe, though, I, I do like that they're thinking something along the lines of, ooh, if it's 666 a month, that's the devil sign. So we got to get rid of that. Can't be doing that. I do think making the tournament this year isn't a guarantee. Considering how difficult SEC play will be this year, wins are going to be very tough moving forward. Flip side of that, you're probably not going to get penalized for losses Losses. either. They're going to make the tournament. Now that one I do feel confident on. Uh, And another thing is, but but Texture, to your kind of more negative point to – kind of allude to say that you you've got some act there's something to be concerned about every road game is going to be tough even the easy even the ones we think are easy teams are just gonna muddy it up double triple team oscar and kentucky's gonna have to shoot from outside to stop it every road game is gonna probably be ugly I just don't think this team's very good. Reeves and Frederick are not better than Minson Grady. Top of his loss, and Wheeler's point guard who can't shoot as great as Oscar is running the offense through him just doesn't work. Based on the last two seasons, the start of this one, I don't have a lot of confidence in Cal to figure it out. He just looks exasperated on the sidelines. Sorry to be so negative, but I think we have to face facts at this point. Texer says basketball school, which basketball school is still ranked higher than the football team. A texture says, I said 10 or more. What was the score? That's from Steve. It was a 10. Steve, you could have made a lot of money on that from Vegas. Unfortunately, you get no money oh, from the Thornton's text none, line. None from us. Sorry. Thornton's, you'll save money each and every day, though, when you're a Russian Rewards member. Yeah. Check so. it out. Tells you the gas prices in your area. It's a really cool app. John here. Good morning to all. Yep, something has to change. Something has to start changing for the Cats. I believe we should start maybe playing a zone. Nah, it's not, I don't think defense is the, the issue, John. If you would play his own defense, then you could have Wheeler, Wallace, Livington, Oscar, and Uganda on the court at the same time. I mean, Toppin and Reeves, yeah, it's just that's not going to really make the offensive lineup better. It's it's not so much like football, John, where you can just kind of do offense, defense, offense, defense. Sometimes in late-game situations, you can get away with it a little bit. But for the duration of the game, uh, I'm not sure the Wheeler, Wallace, Livington, Oscar, Uganda offensive lineup is really going to fix our, our offensive struggles. I mean, Toppin and Reeves are not giving you so much as the others, or trust ball ball and only have one big with Oscar. But once again, CJ and Reeves are not giving you anything. I'm not sure, guy. I'm not sure, guys. I just know I really believe in Uganda and zone defense will make a big difference. We'll got to go talk to you later. Yeah, the issue with Uganda is you could really. I I love him too, John. I'm a big fan of him, but. I think you just have to – you're waving the white flag with him offensively when you have him out there and you're playing him specifically for shot blocking and some of the things he brings to the table defensively. And when everybody else is struggling so much offensively, it's kind of a tough spot for old Ugana, Ugo. It's tough to get him out there. So probably going to have to figure out offense first before we can get him back. And you're right about CJ and Reeves. They got to get it going, or else it's maybe doomed. The four position, I think you just need more Livingston. Let Toppin kind of stew on the bench, let him figure things out. But it's a long way to go. At this point, the Bahamas trip was just a free vacation for Cal because there's zero payoff. 
showing in terms of chemistry and scheme. Yeah, it doesn't seem like there's for the first ever really yeah. foreign trip. Does it seem like you can't really point to anything and wonder how it's better? Maybe Wallace is a little further along than he would have been potentially. But yeah, it's it, not a lot of dividends being paid right now. No. Um, this texter says he has a fix for Cal. This team, there's two moves: bench Wheeler, give the keys to Wallace, and actually push the pace. We can we can't play ball in the half court. And Wheeler can't lead a layup line. The, the issue with so all right, if you put if you give the keys to Wallace, which I think a few games ago you could make the case maybe that would be a solution. Then who else are you having out there with them? So you got Wheeler on the bench, you got Wallace. Who else is out there with them? CJ can't even stand or walk. Reeves can walk and stand, but not as consistent. Then are you putting Livingston and Top in there? Because I don't think that's also – I don't think a lineup of having – giving Wallace the keys to the offense and then having Reeves and then having Livingston and Toppin would be that great. Thing is, Wheeler is one of your better offensive options as much as people don't want to have to stomach that. So you got to – at least for right now, maybe if CJ ever kind of gets it going, then you could have a different conversation, but – you gotta have Wheeler, you gotta have Wallace, you gotta have Reeves, Livingston, Oscar. That's the best five from an offensive standpoint. And I think from a defensive standpoint, there's no reason that five can't be great either. But that's what Cal needs to get the the bulk of the minutes to. Liam Cohen had to tell Stoops and his troops how to improve recruiting after never recruiting or being a college coach before a single year. That's not a good sign. I don't really know how you took what I said and you ran with it that direction. That was something. He was just saying, hey. The quieter you are, the easier it is to go up against some of the big guys, which is a strategy that uh, John Summerall used quite effectively during his time at Kentucky. I guess in football recruiting, at the end of the day, you just want to get the guys that you feel comfortable in getting. But interesting little scenario here for UK football where you had a smaller class, didn't really kill it on recruiting, but now as it gets in close to signing day, you have open scholarships available and it looks like you're probably going to be one of the big winners when it's all said and done. Man, they're probably that like a strategy to maybe leave some open scholarships at the end of a class just so you can have some some fun at the end of the year because it's going to work out well for UK this year. They're uh, we were worried at one point in the summer, but like big time. Rivals is a big fan of a lot of these kids. That they'll probably be close to the top twenty five on in Rivals rankings, it, and not with a ton of like you said. It'll be right around maybe twenty. Which is that's even more impressive, you know. And if you, especially if you can factor in like the transfer portal too, which I don't know if there is any rankings that do all. They that, have but rankings, but they don't. It's they don't really incorporate them into the high school class as gotcha. well. That's yeah, tough and it's tough. It'd be a yeah. tough formula to come up with, but yeah, and it's also a good reminder that like come summer, we probably shouldn't get too worked up one way or another about any of this stuff. Texas says I like the guy, but Kelvin Joseph sank my beloved Cowboys. Just got torched yesterday. I saw Skip Bayless tweeting a lot about. Uh, Oh, boss man fat. Um, which, by the way, Skip Bayless, can't stand the guy. Hilarious on Twitter. Small doses. Yeah, Kelvin Joseph, not his best day. Nope. I'm not a Bo Allen back to UK guy. However, I'm curious if you all have seen anything about interest visits from other schools. Yeah, where's Bo Allen going? Yeah, actually haven't, uh, haven't heard anything. What's Bo know? Silver John Young's going to Miami of Ohio. Ah, that's a good school. Yeah. Get a good education. It's a fun place, too. Oh, yeah. Bad, bad day to be a Bud Light in Oxford, Ohio. 
What would you think about Tommy Lloyd replacing Cal? At least his team seems to dislike Tennessee as much as us, and unlike Cal, yeah, he actually beats Rick Barnes. Boom, roasted. Uh, no, I don't think Tommy Lloyd will be at the top of my list. For I don't think he would also – feels like Arizona's going to play season to be a while. West Coast guy? I actually do like Tommy Lloyd. I just don't think he – that's what I should say. I don't think he is your first or second option. But, gosh, you talk about fun offenses. And, like, a dude who's turned it around quick. Like, that – pretty pretty surprising how – I mean, Arizona's a place that should be able to easily succeed there. But dude was an assistant forever. And then as soon as he becomes a head coach, bam. Rocking and rolling. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't know. We don't have enough time to talk about it today, but there's a lot of – whenever UK does replace its head coach, there's – like, is Mitch Barnhart making the hire? Is Calipari telling these coaches that Barnhart's a good AD to work for? But at the end of the day, if you're throwing potentially $9 million at coaches, you're going to get people that are going to – Listen, even if even if they don't get the ringing endorsement from Calipari, but we we got plenty of time to worry about that stuff. I hate losing that le- little weasel ass Cronin. That's from Steve. Yeah, that's what makes it worse. Isn't that weird? He sent that yesterday, and we were talking about the weasel laugh guy from Billy Madison on Sunday night. <laughs> yeah, that is kind of weird. I'm with Nick. This team just isn't very good. Toppin and CJ give us next to nothing. I'm going to reread a season in the brink. Hope for the best and look forward to next year's team on the brink. Yeah, let's see if there's any life lessons on season on the brink. Did you, you ever read that book, TJ? I uh, haven't got around to it yet. Uh, I have not either. Did you Tom see- Feinstein, so he can suck it. Did you all see the clip going around, Christian Watford walking around interviewing people in Bloomington and nobody knew who he was? I, I saw that. Nobody knew who he was, Scoot? No, so he was going up to everybody. Who hit the shot to beat Kentucky in 2011? Yeah, and everybody was like, I have no idea. Nobody knew who it was. I well, thought they would have had him all over popcorn boxes yeah. and street signs. One, one girl was like, I was like seven. <laughs> and so she didn't know. He finally got to a couple guys at the end, and they were like, oh, yeah, it was you. You. It's Christian Watford. You. But it's pretty funny. Dorks. A texture says, it's not working out because of the coach, TJ. Well, certainly with the lineup being played, I agree. But I don't think that this talent is bad. I think it's still a good collection. Could be wrong about that. I'm not as confident as I felt at the beginning of the year, but I think you just got to figure it out with the lineups, and it's unfortunate that they're not there yet. It's taking entirely too long. Never thought it would come to this, but this team would be better with Keon Brooks. I also never thought that would be the case, but at least he would shoot. I remember he dismissing shoot, that idea. Shoot, and he'd shoot, and he'd shoot, and that's what this team needs. I remember dismissing that idea immediately, but now I'm like going, hmm, maybe. He had a really good game this weekend. He's putting up good numbers, but like he's, it's a bad you know, he probably, he probably yeah. should. A texter says, Wheeler's offense did keep us in it at times, but Campbell had him on toast for most of the game. Yeah, I was a little disappointed. Yeah, Wheeler's defense was more disappointed than his offense on Saturday. Yeah, he had, he was having a tough time. There was a clip somebody put out there again. I wish I had this. But Wheeler goes over top of a screen on Campbell, and then Toppin didn't leave Hawkes, but with – Wheeler going over top of the screen, Tiger Campbell just got to get to like four feet and do and a little floater and just made yeah. it. And nobody stepped up. Nobody was even near. Toppin had his hands up. 
That is not stuff that people that have been playing college basketball for four years should be doing. That's stuff Roush and I could go play a pickup game, and we'd know how to defend that pick and roll better than those two why people. Why are you going over Tyre Campbell screens too? Like, I mean, if he no, I know. I think he, it all started with Wheeler there. Actually, yeah. not that Toppin helped. Toppin still needs to go shade a screen. That's basketball one hundred and one. But he was worried about the pick and pop, so he didn't leave his man. But even then, when you see your guard going over a screen, you have to know that I like I am now the defender here. Like, forget about not wanting to leave him for a pick and pop. You are now the primary defender with your. That's just stuff that if you're playing basketball, you have to know that stuff. And let alone in a huge game on CBS on a, mm-hmm. in Madison Square Garden, they're getting that stuff wrong. That's re, that is really bad. And maybe that's a bigger red flag to just kind of the coaching job Cal's done with this group. Looks like UK is doing player jerseys for nil. Seems like things are moving in a good direction. Those jerseys will be a huge success. Mm, well, unfortunately, though, couldn't get it done in Christmas. Better late time. than never. Yeah, Cal says he's going to tweak some things on offense. Is pretty cute. Don't get so worked up by wording; it's just not worth your time. I keep waiting for these commitments to drop. It's still nothing. Not trying to be a Debbie Downer, but it seems like in the past, if a transfer didn't make a decision relatively quickly after a visit, it wasn't a good sign. Uh, transfer portal is a little bit different now, though. Texture. Roush mentioned five new players. Is that five total porter pl- portal players or five that we've not heard about yet? It's just five players total, high school, college, et cetera. I think five okay. is the number I got. I remember an NFL Christmas playoff game in 71. I was home from college. It was the longest game in NFL history. Dolphins beat the Chiefs 27-24. Chiefs' Ed Portalak had 350 total yards. Huh. Pretty impressive. Didn't give him a play for three different high schools. That's correct. The Auburn academic issue wasn't great. Essentially, his hours didn't transfer. If a player has over 60 hours, you need to have a matching major program. Auburn didn't have that. Oh, okay, that does that did come up oh, in yeah. transfer uh, for grad transfers back in the day, as Roush mentioned. A texture says, if somebody were to tell you that you could only see one more Kentucky game the rest of your life, would you care who we played against? No, because the true fans, the true Kentucky fans, love to see us give our heart and soul no matter what. We could have been playing outside in the parking lot at 8 o'clock in the morning. It doesn't matter. Every time we go do this, it's a gift, and we have to understand that. But Kenneth Horsey said yesterday, he's not taking the bowl game for granted. That's what I like to hear. Bowl games. Great way to. It matters, yeah. Oh, nice little high note to end the show. Um, yep, we'll end it there. John, sorry, we'll get to your text tomorrow. Always love hearing from you. You'll be first, John. You'll be first on the show tomorrow. You're first, you're last. Keep them coming in. The basketball stuff, it's 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 not, it's not great, but I do I feel confident it's, it is lineup-based, which makes it even more concerning why you haven't gotten to that point at this point in the season. But I don't know. We'll talk more about it tomorrow. Yep. Signing day show tomorrow. Should be Woo-hoo. exciting. It's going to be fun. This is Kentucky Roll Call on oh, Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Caleb. Jingle bell time is a swell time To go gliding in the one-horse lane Giddy up, jingle horse, pick up your feet Jingle around the